I got three words for you. Looks it up to Jefferson. Caught. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Touchdown, Kansas City! Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Uh-oh, uh-oh, Stewart and LeBron. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, Cardinals running back, James Conner. NFL Network analyst, Daniel Jeremiah. Coming up. Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni, plus your phone calls, Monday Night Football preview, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Okay, everybody, hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We're here on NBC Sports on Peacock after the Dan Patrick Show every day, taking you to brother from another at 3 Eastern time. We will do that. Um, we're also on after the Dan Patrick show on Sirius XM channel 85. We say hello to our satellite listeners. We say hello to our Rich Eisen show terrestrial radio listeners on this radio station. Smart enough to have us. We say hello to the Odyssey streamers. We say hello to our podcast listeners on our podcast. You can get it every single day on the Cumulus Podcast Network where all podcasts are acquired. You can also, we say hello to our YouTube subscribers. And those who have not subscribed, come on, you're missing out. It's good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. Rich Eisen uh, Show page is uh, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Good to see you, Chris Brockman. Up, good to up? see you. Good to see you, Mike Del Tufo. Good to see you, Rich. TJ Jefferson. Good to see you over Holler. there, sir. Holler at your boy, right? Good Holler to see, at good, your boy. Good to see you. Oh, by the way, speaking of which, speaking of Method Man, uh, the, number, <laughs> the number of people in my life who texted me the video of the Saturday Night Live Walking in Staten song. Did you see that this no. week? You know, the, the famed song Walking in Memphis. Yep. Uh, Pete Davidson did a version about Walk. Staten Island calling Walking in Staten. <laughs> Holler at your boy. And it is wow. brilliant. Oh. Walking in brilliant. Staten. All right, give me a minute. Absolutely brilliant. I know, don't do Walk it now. It's five minutes it? long, and no. you should just, I'll just tell everybody to see it later. But at any rate, good to see everybody right there. Um, what a day. What a day to be here. Uh, James Conner, great chat. We're going to have a great chat uh, coming up. I feel it with Nick Sirianni. I've never spoken to the man before. Never met him. Uh, he had me at hello when I heard that he played rock, paper, scissors with, uh, with prospective uh, players during the talent evaluation portion on Zoom when they were looking at uh, prospects. And then, of course, his speech of telling the players that have you watered or fertilized today? Because you, you want to plant a seed, you want to plant the seed of a flower, and you need to water it, you got to fertilize it. Well, they've been play, they've been turning a lot of teams into fertilizer lately. Okay? The Broncos and the Saints. How about them apples? And the Eagles are sitting there at five and six. Pretty cool stuff. So we're going to be talking to Nick Sirianni. We already talked to Daniel Jeremiah. If you missed any of it, you can go again to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show, or get our podcast. And this show also rears, by the way. Show also rears. Um, so you can check it all out uh, right here on NBC Sports on Peacock. Now then, um, what a day this is uh, to be here as well. And in this business, on this show, we try to be nuanced. We try to have a gray area. We try to find the, 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 the smart take here. But on a day like today, uh, when the Cowboys lose to the Saints, I mean, to the, when the Cowboys lose to the Chiefs like that in front of the whole country, um, and then um, that's after the Browns barely beat the Detroit Lions, Baker Mayfield doesn't speak to the media afterwards. He just spoke to them today. And um, is he too banged up to play? And if so, why aren't they playing Case Keenum if he doesn't, if he's well enough to play? And it's just, there's a lot of odd stuff again surrounding Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. And then uh, uh, last night, LeBron James 
um, on the free throw. Uh, I guess not. He's not on the line, but he's getting ready to to try and uh, box out box on, out. on, on the free throw um, lane, and he he throws his left arm up with a closed fist, connects with a member of the Detroit Pistons, um, uh, Isaiah Stewart, who goes. Uh, what was the phrase? Is ham? Is that the the phrase? Right. Well, he saw his own blood. He saw his own blood, and again, and anybody it. anybody who thinks that he, he he lost it or whatever, well, he did. You know, or, or he couldn't, you know, control his emotions. He he got hit in the face again. I've never been hit in the face by LeBron James. I proffer to say uh, I wouldn't look as good as Isaiah did. He got blasted in the face. Okay, yeah. okay, he did. Yeah. And uh, and he could not be controlled. He did not leave the court in a timely manner. That's one way to put it. When that's all happened, it sets up the the for a show like this one in a in a in a competition slot like this one, the wheel of trolls. Do, do can we spin it? There it is. Oh God! Very very loud. Very very loud. Okay, uh, and stop. It's going to stop right here, and it stops on the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, you know everybody is piling on the Dallas Cowboys right now. Irv piled on Amari Cooper before the game yesterday because he's not vaccinated. You can't uh, believe that he's yeah. not vaccinated. And of course, I'm, I'll just raise my hand here to tell you, you can get COVID despite being vaccinated. The issue is when you're unvaccinated, you're out for 10 games, uh, 10 days. That's it. You're out. And when you're, when you're out for this one on Sunday, you're definitely out for the next Thursday. He's missing Thanksgiving, and this team does not look the same without him. He might not be uh, the most prolific receiver in the game, but he definitely attracts a ton of attention. And that also allows CeeDee Lamb to be put in the slot where he's a much better receiver. It's good that Gallup is back. Going to see a lot of Cedric Wilson, but now that CeeDee Lamb is out potentially for this Thursday game, because he couldn't return with a head injury on Sunday, if he's concussed and he doesn't pass concussion protocol in the next couple days, you got a Thanksgiving game coming up without both of them again. Now the Raiders have not performed well of late. If you've noticed, they have not won a game since Henry Ruggs killed that poor woman. There's no other way to put it. And, uh, and, and I think this is something that the Raiders still, understandably, have not either gotten over X's and O's wise or just in terms of just in general. And I think the Raiders so far over the last three weeks have not looked at all like the team that we saw, even when they lost their coach. So I think the Dallas Cowboys welcome the Las Vegas Raiders into their house and they should win that football game. They should win this football game. And I think the Dallas Cowboys are actually going to be, wait for it, just wait for it. Cowboys are going to be all right. How bad was Zeke banged up, TJ? He rolled his ankle, right? He rolled it, and then he left, and then apparently he gave a thumbs up that he was okay. Yeah. But then he did come back. Right. But, I, dude, let me dude, tell you, did, Tyron Smith not being on that line, yeah. I mean, I, I realize I realize everybody's missing players, obviously. Gents. Right? But when he's not there, man, it makes such a difference. Gents, yeah. Zeke's going to hop in the kettle. <laughs> well, he'll get fined for that, so he shouldn't. Zeke's going Zeke's gonna to do something. Maybe. And I, I, I am not concerned about the Cowboys. How does that sound? You win some, you win a lot, you'll lose some. If they lose, if 
if we come back on the air after Thanksgiving because mm-hmm. they've lost to the Raiders, I would be surprised. Then I, I, yeah. I would not only be surprised, then I'd be a little bit concerned. Yeah, I'll, I'll accept all the grief because because <laughs> because that's the way that's the way though that they wind up in the four seed. You want to be that four seed. You don't want to face the loser of the NFC West. I will but, say that to you right now. Rich, that's true, but the, we had a caller on Friday who put, made a good point about the Cowboys being 3-1 and one at home in the playoffs. But also, I don't feel like we have that much of a home advantage when we're at home at AT&T. Because it's a, it's a it's, cavern, man. Yeah, so it's 100,000 cavern. Going on the road, I don't know if that's All right. you know, such a bad thing for us. All right, them. spin the wheel, Mike. Can you spin the wheel again? It was very loud. <laughs> it's very, very loud. Spin it's the wheel slow. again. There you go. Okay. And it stops on Baker. It stops oh. on Baker Mayfield. Oh, Baker. Okay, Wheel of Trolls stops on Baker Mayfield. Take out the trash. did not look good at all again. <laughs> did not look good at all again against the Detroit Lions. It's just been, isn't it amazing? Two weeks ago, he was killing. He crushed it in Cincinnati. Crushed it. Then the Patriots made him look bad. But guess what? The Patriots have been making everybody look bad. And then the Detroit Lions come in their house and they... By the hair of their chinny-chin-chin, they won it. Mayfield leaves the field without his teammates. Just goes off the field. Bounce. And said today, as well as his teammates said today, he celebrated with them in the locker room. He just wanted off the field for whatever his reasoning. I think he's just feeling it with the fans right now. I think he's feeling it with the fans right now. Let's just repeat as well. His wife got involved in all this. Apparently... She put on her Instagram, uh, this is how crazy it works. The word came in that she put on her Instagram stories, hey, you know, essentially some line about if everybody else could try as hard, that would be great. And as it presently goes, his wife regrams or just puts on her Instagram stories people from the Browns after every game celebrating you know certainly after a win yeah and one of those stories that she put up there was of a fan who basically said if only other people on the team tried as hard and then she took it down but the story was that she said it herself and had to take it down so you know baker might be a little ornery right now with the way that things are being spun certainly if he needs to be in the cold tub all the time this was Baker Mayfield today being asked about uh, the fans. Baker, what did you make of, of some of the booing there in the second half from the fans? Those are probably the same fans that won't be quiet while we're on offense and trying to operate, so <laughs> don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think I need a don't really care. There drop. you go. There's a drop, yes, Mikey. Yes, the Mike. don't really yes. care. The drop is fantastic. Yes. Don't really care. I don't really care. So, I mean, I like that. Here's yeah. here's the way I, I, I just my two cents that Baker, you know, either will take or doesn't care about or or hopefully does. I, I, I just wouldn't stoop down I, I honestly to basically say that you don't care about fans will never work out for anybody anywhere ever. And I totally would understand it that he would get upset at people booing him when he's trying his ass off. And I totally understand that his wife probably got caught up in some sort of meat grinder with this whole thing. And I wouldn't blame him for being upset about that either. But as you know, sometimes he just can't resist going straight at stuff. And uh, it just won't serve. It just doesn't serve well. It doesn't end well for a lot of people. I don't think he cares. You know, he does care. 
Put, play that again. Of course he cares. You could see the derision in his in his voice right now. You could see it. But he doesn't and care it. how he comes across to the fans. He cares. Of course he does. We uh, all do care. Go for it. Play it one more time. Baker, what did you make of, of some of the booing there in the second half from the fans? Those are probably the same fans that won't be quiet while we're on offense and trying to operate. So don't really care. Like, you know, and so we don't have to say the what were they really thinking because that's really what he's thinking. And again, you know, and I, I greatly appreciate whenever a soundbite is delivered, but for somebody that that it just doesn't work out well. It doesn't work out well for for a lot of people. But if but you're a fan is, that's I, not booing, you're not going to take offense to but that. Let me just say, let me just say this to let me just say this to the fans that are booing Baker Mayfield right now, and I'll just repeat what I said for weeks coming in. Do you want Spurgeon win back? Do you really think Case Keenum mm-hmm. is the answer? Do you forget <laughs> what it's been like this entire time? Spurgeon do you forget? Man. Honestly, do you want that revolving door back? Do you want Hugh Jackson back in there starting to rod Taylor over this kid? Do you want, like, what do you want? You want wins and you want to start boat racing people. I totally understand it. Your line's not healthy. You're not there. And you're just two weeks removed from him going in, and I gave him the proper attaboy, what he did against the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Is that what you want? And guess what? We could be six days removed from him doing that to the Ravens, and then all of a sudden everything's hunky-dory. He's going on a bye, and you're like, let's rest up, Baker, because we didn't, we can't do this with Case Keenum. That's how stupid it is. It's how stupid it is. Yeah. You're six and five. You didn't lose. Now then, spin it one more time. And I think I know what we're going to stop on. I think I know it. Spin it one more time. The Wheel of Trolls. Wheel of Trolls. No whammies. All right, stop. It stops on LeBron James hitting hitting somebody. Now look. (laughs) Here we go. This is is the mother load. LeBron James. That's number one. Number two, LeBron James draws blood on an opponent. Yeah. Okay. Now the opponent goes... Absolutely off the rails. Very large man. Okay. Like <laughs> you, you understand, like when it's bleeding, you're tasting blood in your mouth, which Isaiah Stewart was, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so you're seeing that visual, and he wants a piece of LeBron, you know, which I think half of America wants as well. <laughs> and so he wants a piece of LeBron. The Lakers are clearly not going to allow a piece of LeBron to be had. <laughs> and now we're talking, you can talk about LeBron James hitting somebody whose reaction, now you're talking about is the reaction proper or not? On top of it, the proper reaction, if you think that's proper, that means you're ready to really troll on LeBron really hard because that's not a proper reaction after about two minutes of you making your point. Go get your blood cleaned up and don't get suspended, which he's going to get suspended. In Detroit, within days of the malice in the palace being talked about, but it's in the moment. Totally get it. It's totally in the moment. And after a while, he's got to leave in a timely fashion, even though he's not the one who started it. Yeah. Although you're hearing that there was an elbow and stuff like that. But long story short, now you get to talk about is he, is he a dirty player or not. How about this? How about this? LeBron's not a dirty player. <laughs> right. LeBron needs to be a little bit more careful with the way that he throws his arms and his hands and his fists around. He should be suspended for it because there is actual precedence Mm -hmm. of a player 
inadvertently hitting somebody and drawing blood and being suspended. The NBA, if they really want to show something about this, will do it before he he's one game in Madison Square Garden. Or they could have it under advisement, let him play that, and then have him suspended for two games, if you really want to do that. And then Stewart's got to be suspended for his, his reaction. You can't have players running around like that and have your own team security, NBA security, try and corral him. You can't do that. That thing can really spill out of control and spin out of control. Especially in that building. Of course. So. How about that we can say that both deserve suspensions yeah. and that uh, the reaction was not appropriate after the usual uh, of I want to fight him and the circling back once and then running down the hallway. Mm-hmm. So does he get more games than LeBron? I think he's going to wind up with that, yeah. So it's just like a two-in-one situation? We don't want to suspend these guys for like a week. You can't have a reaction like that. I mean, at the end, it looked like the Cal Stanford, um, sorry, the Cal Stanford band play, where he was just running, you know, <laughs> running through yeah. people, pushing them out the way, like band members. There's a guy like with the tuba he was throwing blasting his own him. Coaches, like, yeah. you could see that craze look in his eye, like get off. Me. Well, again, he got hit in the face, and he's tasting blood, yeah. and I think he feels, you know, disrespected. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But to be able to to come on a show like this one and talk about is LeBron James a dirty player? I think that's ludicrous. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I mean how many years? I mean, no, 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 no. That you could add that to your LeBron hating arsenal. I mean, for many hosts, I'm just not going to take that cheese. And, and I never by, will. By the way, but, guys, I mean, this is a big day. If you're, if LeBron's going to decide to become a dirty player, did you see the size of this man? Isaiah Six Stewart, eight two fifty. Yeah. That's not the dude yeah, who no. I'm all of a sudden going yeah. to decide to knuckle up with. Stewart. Like, well, by know. the way, great wheel of trolls, guys. Yeah, well hey. done, well done, well done, Mike. Great job finding that wheel noise. Okay. What'd you type in to find that? Wheel noise. Huh? Turn your mic on. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Said somebody to the sound noise. guy. Chris, I was Chris. Okay, very good. Get... Chris, did you right, tell the guy to turn this mic on? Let's take a break, because Nick Sirianni, if he's like any other head coach in the league, let's be on time for the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. That's next on the Rich Eisen Show. Your phone call still to come. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, o o o O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. 
Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Kind enough to join us right now of the Philadelphia Eagles staff, the man in charge, the top of the flow chart. Uh, I've never spoken to him before, and it's a uh, pleasure to have him here, fresh off of a couple of big wins for his team in the midst of his first season as an HD in the NFL and the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is Nick Sirianni. How are you, Coach? Hey, Rich. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Pleasure to chat with you here. I've, hey, can we, hey, can we get uh, Lawrence's address over here so we can send him some Eagles gear? Yes, indeed. <laughs> He's back on. Lawrence called back. Well, I mean, Lawrence in Philadelphia just <laughs> chatted here uh, on the show. He's a Cowboy fan sitting there in Philadelphia. And you heard me ask him. I'm like, what are you doing? And he said, uh, he said he'd like the stars on the side of the helmet. You know? I don't yeah, know. I mean, the Eagles so much cooler, though, right? I mean, that's well, you can soar. You can soar. You can soar, Coach. There's no question about it. Who are you? Who did you grow up? Uh, you're from You're from New York State, correct? That's where you're from. I originally? am, and I my parents grew up in Pittsburgh, so okay. I grew up a Steeler fan. Um, and so, and that was, you know, what was a shame about that is the time I was. I'm kind of outside of Buffalo, about 45 minutes outside of Buffalo. Shame mm-hmm. about that is like in my prime of being a fan, mm. Bills went to four Super Bowls. In a row. <laughs> And and shoot, then I started working with Frank Reich, and I had to tell him, you know, hey, I I wasn't a I wasn't a Bills fan growing up. I'm sorry, I was, I was a Steeler fan. So, uh, yeah, that that was that was a rough time for me because Steelers weren't even that good at that in that time era of when I was growing up. So uh, you mentioned Frank Reich, the HC of Indianapolis, and that's uh, that's where the Philadelphia Eagles plucked you from. His staff, uh, your coaching influences throughout your career, who would they be? Who's inside of you? Yeah, you know, definitely Frank is is a bit has been a big influence in my in my coaching style. Uh, was I've just been I've been really fortunate enough to be around a lot of good coaches. Uh, I grew up in a coaching family. My dad was the uh, uh, the head football coach at our high school for nine years and the head track coach for forty five years. Um, my brothers are both coaches, so I, I and they're both older brothers. You know, when you got older brothers, you look up to them, and mm-hmm. you, and they're significantly older than me, nine and six years older than me. So, you know, I'm, I was able to learn from them. I have a, a you know, I played for a legendary college coach, uh, Larry Karras at Mount Union, um, and then I got I was fortunate enough to to coach with him as well. And so, you know, and and I don't want to miss anybody. You know, Brian Dable was a very big influence on my on my coaching career. Um, you know, for the year I spent with him when he was the coordinator at Kansas City, and there's a, there's a lot of other guys, but those ones really come to the top of my mind. Um, and and Frank's Frank's at the, high, the, the really at the high, top of that list. Him and my dad, and and uh, and my head college coach Nick Sirianni here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's happened to your team in the last month, where the arrow has begun to significantly point up? Certainly in the last two weeks, what would you say has occurred within your program? 
coach? You know, what I think is just our guys have continued to get better every single day. First of all, we got good players and good guys on this team. And, you know, and did the season start out the way we wanted it? No, absolutely not. And uh, But, you know, we stuck to the process of just getting better every single day. You know, and our thing, our thing is, hey, how do you get better every day? It's intensity at practice, right, the intensity you have at practice and the detail that you have in walkthroughs in the meeting. And if you come in there every single day getting, trying to get better at, at anything there and just improve, if we all get a little bit better each day, uh, we're going to put ourselves in position to win on Sunday. And so, you know, there was just some growing that had to do with, with some different positions and, and some coaches and, you know, myself including. And there was some, there was some the growing that we had to, they had to do. Um, but, you know, we're to a point now where we're kind of seeing some of the fruits of our labor because uh, I do believe that we've just all lived by this philosophy, let's get a little better, let's get a little better, let's get a little better, and, and, and you're seeing it on the field right now. What about Jalen Hurts? What, is he, what has he done over the last couple of weeks, do you think? Or has he just been consistent all season long and the rest of the team's kind of catching up? What do you think? You know, the last couple of weeks what he's done is I, I've really seen him grow as a, as a quarterback. You know, he's, he's always had this dynamic ability with the ball in his hands. And I, w- I want to go to a play that he made against Denver mm-hmm. in, uh, last week. You know, he, he, there, was the long 20, there was a 24-yard gain to, uh, to Dallas Goddard on a third down. And Jalen does a good job. He, he kind of gets a little bit of pressure up the middle. He slides in the pocket. He keeps two hands on the football. You know, in the past, you know, Jalen would have one hand on the football, and, it, and, and potentially you get that thing poked out. He puts two hands on the football. He slides. And I'm like, okay, here he goes. He's going to run for the first. It was third and 12. But he keeps his eyes down the field and fires a strike to, to Dallas Goddard. And, that, and, you know, I think earlier in the year he was going to run that, and maybe he gets 12, maybe he gets 24, you know, which what we ended up getting on the pass play. But he fires the ball that keeps his eyes down the field, fires the ball down the field, and, and, and gets a big play out of it. And, and, just the, and so that one really comes to my mind of where he's just really growing as a quarterback, um, you know, because you, you combine the skill that he has – as a runner, and then the ability he has as a quarterback. When you start to combine that together, you know he's just going to keep getting better. And so, and then just his command and the control over the line of scrimmage is just has gr- just grown and grown each week. Um, and and that's just a tribute to to Jalen and his work ethic. And you know he wants to be the best. Um, he wants to be. Um, he wants to be known as a, a really good player. And and he's and he's well on his way. And uh, he's, he's been really having some good games these last couple of weeks. What about his leadership skills? I think those are second to none. Certainly his story from Alabama to Oklahoma to last year, game 256, being sat fourth quarter. Now he's back. He's getting his opportunity in the pros. His story is remarkable. I've enjoyed getting to meet him. You got a good story uh, about his leadership skills where you're, you're the HC, you're sitting there going, okay, that's my QB. Anything like that? Yeah. You know, yesterday, even just like uh, I'm just thinking, one thing that comes to my mind is how stoic he was yesterday. He makes that. We all saw that play that he made yesterday, where he, uh, you know, was his own replay. He pulled the ball, made 96 uh, miss, and and went and, and did the rest with some good blocking from the offensive line and down the field. And he was just, you know, it, it was a time where I think that you know I was smiling. A lot of guys were smiling. Jalen just was really stoic, like. He was a little pissed that we didn't close that game out earlier, you know, because you know there's some things that happened in, in that third, or, that third and fourth quarter. You know, tribute to the Saints, they were they were playing playing good ball in that in that time. Um, but uh, you know, you know, he was upset with a couple things he, that he did, and so he's just not satisfied. He just wants the best out of himself. He wants the best out of his teammates. 
uh, and as best out of his coaches. And so um, I think that's just that's where you see him grow each week, and and uh, you know, and that and his leadership skills. I think that was on full effect yesterday when uh, you know I was trying, you know, I was giving him a high five after the after the play, and he just he was just kind of stone faced right there. But it was it was a great play nonetheless, and we were able to to smile about it today. I think the best thing you've done yet, Nick Sirianni, is you've gotten Darius Slay to score every week. Good job. Good job, good job doing that. You know what? I How'd you do, do that? I got to get him on offense. What am I doing? You look at him when he gets that ball in his hand. He's incredible. I got to, I got to design something for him on offense to get him a touch. Right. I mean, like, so good job. Uh, you got to. <laughs> the way you've schemed him open on defense like that, it's, it's incredible. It really is remarkable. What, what about the defensive I'll unit here? Sure, I make sure Coach Gannon knows that. Yeah. Knows that too, I'll tell him. Well, I mean, you yeah. know, and that was part of the issue. I think, uh, as you, I'm sure know, and being discussed in Philadelphia was the scheme and how many people were buying into it and what's going on how, how do you see that one uh progressing coach you know i just think that you know the defensive staff has done a good job of putting their head down and uh, not listening to outside noise and just continuing to do what they they believe in and um you know and making adjustments as as you go as, as well like there, there's we're in a game of adjustments right and so you know it sometimes it takes a little bit of time to get the scheme to where you want it to be and um you know but um you know, so it's just a good job by him and his, you know, Jonathan Gannon and his staff of, you know, figuring out what's going to work against different opponents, and they've 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 stacked a couple good games in a row, and we need to continue that. Um, and then just, you know, you know, we're we're good up front on 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 defense. We really are. We got some really good players up front, and they're really leading the way there on defense. And I always believe that, you know, where you win football games is the offense and defense line. And so. Um, you know, we're fortunate, you know, I came into a good situation. Howie and his staff have done a really good job of getting good, you know, good offense, good depth at the offense and defensive line. And so, you know, sometimes when you go to a new place, it's like, man, we got to get, we got to replace here, 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 and, you know, on the, on those fronts. And, and that's just been the way it's been here has been like, there's just a, there's just a lot of good players that, that are, are stacked here, um, you know, for us to, for us to be able to use uh, in our run and pass game. Couple more minutes left with Nick Sirianni, head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, your first year, as we all know. Well, what uh, What do you know now about being the HC in the NFL? Certainly, of the Philadelphia Eagles, that you would go back in the time and tell yourself when you got the job, if not right before Week One. What do you know now that you didn't know then? Yeah, you know, I always knew. You know, I always knew that. Uh, you know, with you don't you can't ride the waves of the season and. Um, and that's you know that was something that Frank always always talked about like don't you can't be too up you can't be too down you gotta you gotta you gotta just stay steady all the way through and I think you you know that and, and so again I've, I've been prepped by really good coaches and so but you know you still you know there are there are ups and downs in the season and I think you know I think I would have just uh, I guess where I, I knew that, but I wish I'd even you know been even more in tune with it. You know, you win you win big the first game, you lose a close one the second game, you lose big the the third game, and so uh, maybe I let myself ride the roller coaster a little bit early on. But uh, you know, and so um, but that's that's a that's good advice to follow from from Frank is just hey stay steady, don't don't ride the wave of the season, be the same guy every day, and 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 uh, and good things will happen when you just when you work on getting better every day and to put yourself in position to be 1-0 each week. Well, I mean, we spoke to Arthur Smith of the Falcons a couple of weeks ago, and you and he are, are have something in common, not just your first time being an HC in the NFL, but you both had players as well who said they needed to take some time off to work on themselves mentally. Lane Johnson was that player 
for you. How do you, as a coach, handle that situation with a player when it's such a sensitive issue, clearly? We, we, we just want to make sure that we're available to our players in any any and every time. Um, and so my, we, have, we have five core values here. Our first core value is connecting. Um, I think that's where, you know, that's where you really grow as a football team is when you're connecting. And so it's got to be more than you come into the building and we talk about football. I mean, we're, of course we're going to do that. That's, what, that's our job. But, you know, it, it's got to start with a relationship. Um, and I think that's something that I was able to be around. I think that's one of the reasons I got into coaching with, with all the former players my dad used to coach would come back to the, to my, the Sirianni household uh, over there in Jamestown, New York, just to see my dad, and I'm like, well, how special is that? These guys are 40 years old with, you know, with kids themselves, and they're coming back just to see my dad. So that's always kind of been my approach: is that I want to build a relationship with our players, not that that's more than just football. Um, and so, you know, and, and that's what you want to you want to be there through through those tough times uh, for your players. And so, um, and, and and you know, you want to be there for them for the good times. So that it really it's just that. You know, being there for the players, connecting with those guys, so that they have places to 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 turn to when when they're going through through some tough times. And then you have to wait for for the player to come to you to say it's time for me to come back. I mean, how much space do you give? Like, what what's your? Did you reach out to your dad? I know I'm asking yeah, you five questions. You know, there, I don't think there's a playbook there. Uh, you know, and you got to play each situation a little bit different. And yeah, you know, it, yeah, I'm always I'm always reaching out to my dad to talk talk through different things, and so. Um, you know, but I don't think there's a playbook. When the when the player's ready to 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 be back in the the building, he'll be back in the building. And but we just throughout all that, the most important thing that we can do is be there to support, uh, to be there to to listen, um, and just be there for for the player um, through through good and bad times. All right, last one for you, Coach Sirianni. I've been meaning to talk to you for 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 months, and I'm glad we finally have this opportunity. So yeah, well, this, I, I'm, I'm, no, I'm going. I'm going back in the wayback machine. Is it true? Did you really play rock paper scissors with prospects on Zoom? Well, let, let's talk really about that? that. I'm glad you asked that question. Certainly. Rich. You know, yes. so we, you know, we, yeah, we did, we did. But did I take? Did did I influence Howie to take Devontae Smith because he beat me at rock paper scissors? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Or Landon Dickerson or Milton Williams? Okay. No, we we what we did is again. That's a way to if. That's a way to loosen the player up a little bit, okay. just to kind of get to talk to him a little bit. Mm-hmm. When we are in person, all right, and I think if you look back, I think there was an article about this. When we're in person with him, if you look back, Josh Jacobs talked about Frank Reich and I in Indianapolis that we took him into the indoor and we shot baskets with him, right? And so when we're in person with the guys, I mean, I, shoot, Rich, I would much rather shoot baskets with somebody than play rock, paper, scissors That's with them. I'm a much better basketball player than I am a schemer of rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> and so that's what we, that's what we want to do. Okay. We were just trying to think of anything. I mean, there were some, there were other ideas that we had to mm-hmm. compete with the guy there, but um, you know, that was the one story that got out and Hey, you know what? I, and I'm, I'm, you know what? At this point, I'm glad it got out. I know mm-hmm. I took some heat for it, but if I see somebody at the airport, if I see somebody at a restaurant, mm-hmm. they, they, or if I see somebody at the valet, like mm-hmm. they want to play me a rock paper scissors, and so I oblige and I and I and I play with them. Well, so, I was, um, I'm getting better at the game, I guess, because of <laughs> sure. all the all the um, publicity I got over that. Sure. So, so uh, <laughs> my follow up is 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 there a particular evaluation that comes with a rock as opposed to a scissor or a paper or what? What is it? Is there no, no evaluation at all, but I can say that, you mm-hmm. know, we have Gardner. I, I will go back to this basketball story. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I'll share this story with you guys because okay. uh, I, I've talked I've talked about this story with uh, with Gardner Minshew. So when Gardner Minshew was coming out, he came to visit us at the Colts, mm-hmm. and you know Frank took him down to the indoor. He shot with him. Then it was my turn to t- talk to him. I took him down to the indoor. We were we were shooting baskets, and and I saw what a competitor Gardner Minshew was because I was beating him at a game of horse, mm-hmm. and he's like, Coach, I, I can't shoot. I can't shoot right here with my uh, with this shirt on. I, I'm gonna have to pop that. He was wearing a dress, a uh, button-up shirt. He's like, I'm gonna have to pop this shirt if I'm gonna beat you. And so he he's in there in his, in his job interview with the Indianapolis Colts shirtless, playing me in horse. Um, and so you know, and That's so uh, I get, I do. You do what you what yeah. you get to see when you yes. when you compete with somebody. It's just how competitive they are, you know. And so that's that's just one thing. With sure. it's an icebreaker. It's a way to talk to them and find a little bit more about the guy. Um, but then also just a, a way to see how competitive is this guy. Um, but by no means is it uh, is it um, the only the only the only judging tool of, of of judging a process. Sure, it's a piece of the puzzle. So if somebody takes their <laughs> shirt off playing rock paper scissors, that's an evaluation. <laughs> I would think that that's that would, definitely that be, red that flag. Be a little different. That's a yeah. flag. That's a flag. Okay. That well, might be a flag. Okay. Very good well this has been a great conversation coach and if you've enjoyed it the reason why is every single person here on the rich eisen show has watered and fertilized (laughs) today we we have we have done that coach we hear you we hear you is what we're saying all the way across the country here in los angeles we do that all right Thanks for having me on, Rich. You got it. Take care. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. We appreciate it. That's uh, Nick Sirianni, the HC of the Philadelphia Eagles, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. That was a blast. Hey, so I forget it was something. He told me that you'd love the guy. That's what they yeah, said. Yeah, and they were right. We have watered and fertilized. He's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. And another thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We have watered and fertilized today. And, man, they're growing. How many times did you use that phrase? They're growing. They're growing. They're growing. Jalen Hurts is a dog, man. Eagles, playoffs. Put it up, put it up, put it up, put it up. Eagles. Put it, let's see the Philadelphia playoffs. Eagles schedule. Let's see the playoff schedule. Playoffs. Are you guys, do you guys think we're past the point now where the, the story let's is the Eagles need to find their quarterback? The thing, yeah. uh, no, we're not past that story. Really? Yet. Here, no, let's, let's a, hit that. That's a, a good big, one. It's a big last seven weeks. That's a good one. That's a good one. Oof. I like it. Yeah. Wait, they're wait. they're at the Giants next. Then they're at the Jets. Oh my God. Oh. Uh, wait, wait. Hang on a second. Then they got to buy. Then they got Washington and the Giants again. <laughs> they're at Washington. I mean, I mean they've very, got the, they've got division games and the Jets left. That's it. Very favorable. Very favorable. Yeah. Damn. Very favorable. Last game's gonna be the toughie. I mean, I I had it last week. I told you guys get ready. Fly, Eagles, fly. Yeah, man. Good, fun stuff right there. And unfortunately for Jalen Hurts, it should be over as a discussion that they've got their guy. Yeah, yeah. They've got their guy, and let's go. But unfortunately for Jalen Hurts, I don't understand it, but his entire career has been like, good, yeah, good, but. Yeah, but, but, right? yeah, Yeah, but. Good, but. I don't know, but. Hey, great game, but. It's time for him to remove the butt. By the way, I think today is the anniversary of the butt fumble. So I'd like to remove all of it. <laughs> ah, so so, so long story short is it should be, but for him, I don't think it is. Really? Man. Going to the playoffs should end that conversation. End it. End it. He is a problem, Jalen Hurts. For Eagles 8-1 to one to win the NFC East. Anybody, Ooh, that's anybody, a tall anybody biting? Order. No way. What, what's the, what are the rest of the odds? 
Uh, twenty-five to one for the for the football team, Ugh. fifty to one for the Giants, Oof. and the Cowboys are minus fourteen hundred. Yeah, Giants got that. You know, I don't even know. The what Giants that got that. Right. That means you have to bet fourteen hundred dollars to win a hundred dollars. That's what I thought, and that's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm joking. Eight Dallas to, has eight, that. Eight to one, Philly though. Philadelphia has a shot to make the playoffs. When you win two in a row like that, and your quarterback is a problem, he is a problem. And the running game is stout. And I've kind of had my fun with it, but if Darius Slay can score every week, that would be very helpful. Because right. <laughs> he is. That is helpful. And the schedule looks very beneficial to yeah. him. And Jalen Hurts should, if you put it up one more time, Jalen Hurts versus Daniel Jones and Jalen Hurts versus Zach Wilson and, Daniel, and, and Jalen Hurts versus Heineke. And then... Let's go. Last game of the year against Dallas. Let's go. Home against Dallas six on, June, on January the 9th. Let's go. And Hurts should, Hurt should be the better quarterback in every single game up until the last week. And then he could be better than Dakinette last week. And the conversation should be over. They should stick <laughs> with Jalen Hurts and use all those draft choices to get a bunch of pieces that they need and start winning football games for a long time to come instead of packaging them together and maybe getting Deshaun Watson. I think. But I'm no GM. I'm just the host. <laughs> With the most. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Your phone calls to wrap up this show here on a very busy Monday on the Rich Eisen Show. Good fun stuff. And do you think he liked the water fertilizer line or is just like, now we're done? I think he was Uh-oh. done with it. Okay. <laughs> How to do it. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O 
TTA in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's go back to the phone lines right here. Dan in Ohio, you're on. What's up, Dan? Hey, Rich. Thanks for taking my call. Big fan of the show. Thanks, and I uh, also want to shout out your podcast, Just Getting Started. That's hey. my preferred uh, mowing, mowing podcast. Some good stuff. Thank you. I, uh, I just want to get your thoughts on Baker. I, I appreciate your comments earlier. And, you know, the question I have for you is what's the plan B? Well, um, well, plan B is you don't – pl- here's the plan B. Plan B is you don't pay him and you let him go and you start from scratch. That's plan B. That's it. Plan A is you play with him, right? That's it. And plan B is you say he's not the guy and, and you're gone. And you don't you, – and that's it. And then next year he plays for the franchise tag or nothing. And you got to live with that. Browns fans got to live with I'm sick and tired of Baker Mayfield. I want him out. All right, so what do you want? You want some kid in college that you've never heard of exactly. two years from now? What do you want to do? You're hoping exactly. that you're hoping Aaron Rodgers is going to want to come and play with, play with you know, Jarvis. The, well, I mean Jarvis is a terrific receiver in my mind. Yeah. But you want play for you? Play for the dog pounds? Been Aaron Rodgers' dream to, at age forty start again in Cleveland? Really? Like, what's I, the plan? Literally, what, literally, what is the plan of everybody that's booing him right now? What is it? You want him out. Let's start from scratch. Let's get Stefanski getting his own guy, some guy that's sitting on a campus right now as a junior that you don't know is going to be available. Okay. Do you want to, you want to go start from that? That's plan B. How does I that? Don't, I don't. I agree with you. I mean, I, I, how soon we forget. I, you know, Baker took us to the playoffs last year, beat the Steelers. He's playing hurt. Right. Uh, my question to you is, is Russell Wilson really available from Seattle? And if you're Cleveland, would you do that deal? <sighs> I mean, look what he's – I mean, he's got D.K. Metcalf. I mean, honestly, he's got D.K. Metcalf. He's got D.K. Metcalf. He's got Tyler Lockett. They can't get a touchdown. And Browns fans are thinking – and I'm sure you're giving – and I know what you've just said about the way you feel about Baker. But you think like, oh, Browns fans – and thank you for the call. Browns fans sitting there thinking, let's get Russ in here. The guy who can't get a first down with Tyler Lockett – and DK Metcalf, let's get him in here instead of Baker. Of course, you want to get Russell Wilson if he if he's available, but it's just the same old stuff for Browns fans. Oh, boo! Get him out of here. Do you need a list of quarterbacks since returning to existence? Do you want us to? Do you need a list of quarterbacks from Tim Couch on? I can give you one. Yeah, go ahead. You take Baker Mayfield over every one of them, including the beloved Derek Anderson. All right, here we go. Please. <laughs> what year are you starting with, Chris? 1999. Okay. Just read them off, man. It's just like... Tim Couch, Ty Detmer, Doug Peterson, Spurgeon Wynn, Kelly Holcomb, yeah. Jeff Garcia. Oh, Luke, they went to the playoffs with Kelly Holcomb. Luke McCown. Trent Dilfer. Yeah, keep going. Charlie Fry. All of them. Derek Anderson. Let's get them all back. Brady Quinn. One. Ken Dorsey. Revolving Bruce door. Bruce Gradkowski. After another. Colt McCoy. Keep going. Jake DeLome. Yep. Seneca Wallace. Yep. Brandon Whedon. Oh, yes. Thad that's, Lewis. That's a first rounder, by the Jason way. Jason Campbell. Uh-huh. Brian Hoyer. Keep going. Johnny Manziel. Keep going. Connor Shaw. Another first rounder. Josh McCown. Let's not forget about the whole McCown family. Austin Davis. <laughs> yes. Cody Kessler. Correct. RG3. Keep going. 
Josh McCown again. Deshaun Kaiser. Yes. Kevin Hogan. Oh, yeah. Now we're in the Hugh Jackson era. Tyrod Taylor. Can't start him over Baker. And now Baker Mayfield. Can't start Tyrod Taylor over Baker unless you did after drafting him. Oh, that's what they How did. How many was that? Come on now, people. Did you forget Case Keenum? Don't forget Robert? Case Keenum. And then Case Keenum for one game. Come on, people. Year. Is that what you want back? Because that's what you're inviting through the door. Unless you want to stay with the, the guy you currently have. Who's telling you what the real deal is? The fans who are booing us right now are the ones who are yelling when we're on offense. Honestly. That's a lot of quarterbacks. Honestly. Honestly. <laughs> Rich, you sound like Honestly. The, you sound Two like weeks ago, he went into Cincinnati and boat raced people. Oh, yeah. It's six and five. You went to the playoffs last year. You beat Pittsburgh. You know who's not walking through that door? Aaron Rodgers. You know who's walking through that door? Someone knew that you draft, you got to start with again. Can he be the next Mac Jones? Sure. Possible? You want to go through that door? Because that's the plan B. I guess that's the plan C. Plan B is you franchise tag him. So the red sweater is plan B. Thank you very much. That's... (laughs) Did Ken, has Ken Bones started? <laughs> has Ken Bones started for the Browns let in his me, red sweater? Just, Look up, see if just, Ken Bones started. Ever. Ken, Ken Bone, everybody. As a good one, Last from the past. The That's the, the plan B, everyone. That was funny. So appreciate what you got is what you're telling Browns. Correct. Friends. Nick Sirianni, thank you for being on the show. Same with Daniel Jeremiah and of course James Connor as well. Debo Samuel is our first guest on Tuesday. We will chat then.